Hello, babes, and welcome to Coffee and Tequila. You're making fun of me. A morning show on Mondays and a late show on Fridays. And guess what? Today is Friday. This is a show for people who love stories and love storytelling. My name is Zach. My name is Alistair. And Alistair's back, and he just comes back just to make fun of me. That's, yes. that's, that's what you come back for. You just you didn't miss me. Ex- you didn't miss the viewers. I'm excited you didn't miss to the be listeners. Back. You just wanted to make fun of me. That's it. I loved all of your episodes. <laughs> I felt like I was with you while I was listening to them. So I'm like, when did way you to listen work. to them? You it, didn't even I, have any I service to or them anything. On the, no, I listened to them on the way to work. Uh, once I got back. Ah, okay. Yeah, so yeah we did a couple like, episodes without you, right? We did. Yeah, because you were. Did we do four bit. or three? I did. I don't know. I did a couple. I, of I feel like it was four. I'm back. I'm glad to have you back, Bobby. Yes. Yes. And you. Or, or, or am I just stressing you out now? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. So as we were setting up, we have like a little checklist, and he didn't. He was. You're off your game a little bit. I have to say, but it's okay. We're gonna get there. Um, this episode is currently being sponsored by Helix Sleep, as always, and we'll let you let you know a little bit more about them a little bit later, but. First, since it's a Friday late show, we're going to do a little catch-up episode. We're going to catch Alistair up on some stuff. We're going to okay. talk about some stuff that's going on in media, in the news, all of that. But first, like, what is our sipper today? We're doing sippers again, guys. Okay, so I was completely unprepared. And for people who are watching this, um, it, it doesn't look good. It's just mugs. We don't even have glassware anymore. But what I made was... And that looks like... It looks like a, a tent in somebody's shorts is what it looks it like. It looks like uh, this is out of like an old on the rocks bottle. Uh, but I, I just put together. Two, our minds are on uh, two different pages. Don Julio 70. Um, some limeade uh, and some sparkling water. Ooh. And that's basically just it. So How is that going to taste? Us. I wonder. You know what sounds really good is an ocean water. We should do ocean water with a little bit of tequila sometime. Well, uh, like you know, you know Sonic can a, get some ocean water. You have a, uh, it was like, gross. I've tried it. I, thought it was I didn't good. like it. Nope. Did not like it. Mm. Ooh. What are you guys sipping? Let us know down in the comments below. What exactly were you out there doing? You were training, right? That's what you're doing. Yeah, I was out in the field. Um, just that's all I get. That's usually all I get is just I, I was out in the field. It's like Area 51, maybe that field. I, are you aliens? Are just, we are we going to learn something I, this year? I about feel like the... it's, it's just better not to get into specifics, <laughs> especially on the show where I give some government secrets or something. Well, also, like I'm not at work. I don't want to talk about work. You know, that's, fair. that's <laughs> yeah. fair. I've just been picturing you like literally on a cot in the middle of the desert. Um, that like was laying that there. was Did me. you get sand between your butt cheeks in New Mexico? Yeah, there was a sandstorm. Was there? It actually reminded me of Kuwait while I was there, because <clears throat> um, there's a lot of sandstorms in Kuwait. Mm. Well, so. you missed you missed some things when you were gone. Just a few things. What uh, did I miss? I don't even know Fill if we have time in. to go through everything. Um, Kendall Jenner cuts a cucumber really weird. I, if you've seen it, you've seen it. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, that was that was funny. That was I interesting. Think, I think you actually sent me a TikTok. Of somebody making fun of it, but I haven't actually seen Kendall Jenner allegedly cut a cucumber weird. I still have to show you that, don't I? Yeah, I've shown you like people doing parodies of it, but yeah, like, you have, I have to actually see it, it because it it is exactly like the parodies that they're you, making. You, you told me that I I needed to keep up with the Kardashians because <laughs> you're not going back. You've you blessing and a curse you being gone because you got to be one of the few who were lucky enough not to have to keep up with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Yes. It's been rough, man. And I am so sick of seeing that shit. It was a long trial, too. I'm trying to think about how long it was. I might like be, a month? Yeah, I might be wrong on that, but it was it was a while, and you missed, like, the bulk of it. Um, 
and I was just like, it was, it was all over everything. It was all over social media. Every time I turned on a TikTok, there was somebody like reenacting like one of her statements or like making little jokes about it and posting a bunch of clips everywhere about it. And this is what I actually found really like more interesting than the actual trial, right? Like because everybody was talking about it so much, I just didn't even want to hear nothing about the trial. I don't care about these people. I don't care about Amber Heard. I don't care about Johnny Depp. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. They were, I'm still sticking by my point that I think they were just in a toxic relationship. Um, she absolutely abused him. She was abusing him. And I also think he probably abused her too. Yep. I, I still, I, I stand by that. I think he abused her in a different way. I think he was more mentally abusive and she was like beating the shit out of him. Um, that, that couple is just their talk. They were a toxic couple. It had nothing to do with me. But what I found so sickening was this whole media storm and the public attention around this trial? And who was the one of the? Well, that's what the that's what you like did. Super yeah. freaking public because I do, immediately when I got back scrolling through TikTok, it was like just Amber Heard, all and there, Johnny Depp. It all was like lives it. of that too, and it was like I did. It, yeah. it was a lot, a lot of overload. I have um, never seen a a a man. And I hate to make this about like, you know, women versus men and all of that. But I truly, 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 truly. And I was talking to my mom about this the other day. I, and she like completely agreed with me. She, so she called me and she said, she said, um, so did you hear the verdict? And I like rolled my eyes and I didn't want to talk to her about it. I was like that. Is, I don't even, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. And she said, yeah, but I want to know what you think. Um, and so I went through it like pretty calmly. And I said, well, you know, I, I just think that I have never seen a man gone after as hard as like the public is going after her and as hard as like women in the past right um and my mom like was like yes i i keep trying to tell people at work this and nobody you know nobody agrees with me and blah 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 but it is true you know like he so it was like what six years or so uh, about there that he Johnny Depp was, like, really going through the ringer, right? Because she had come out and done the op-ed and all all of this stuff and, like, really painted herself as a victim. Um, But even in that time period, like, he got hate. He got hate. He lost all of, you know, his work. Like, he really did suffer from it. So, like, taking her to trial, like, that was well within his right to do, you know, and and get some of his public favor back and, you know, get some monetary damages. Um, But he still was not hated as much as she's been hated during this trial. Like, it is it is mind-blowing. And, again, I get it. I don't talk to the wall because I don't want to hear, like, I already know she was abusive, she was a piece of shit, she lied, all of that. We already fucking know that. But it still goes to the point that whenever there's a woman who does something wrong, she will get ten times more hate than the man ever will. What happened to Mel Gibson? Because I'm pretty sure he's fine. He's still working. He's like, you know, did you ever hear the, like, the the voicemails and the the audio recordings he was leaving his baby mama i did not um i i i I know about the the most vile hamburger incident racist things i don't know what you're talking about hamburger no but the most vile racist things and he you know that's just the stuff that was caught on audio like imagine living with him and and i'll have to show you that what the audio was but um he's fine he's completely fine and he didn't get near as much hate as like as, as the women do, you know? Well, it's also an interesting situation because he lost a lot more work than she did and from the same studio. Yeah, yeah, um, which was so also really fucked up. Yeah, so it's it, it goes back and forth in, 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 in different ways. But in terms of, of media hate, 
women, the, the, the media loves to tear down women. Mm-hmm. They love to tear down women. And the thing is, like, I understand that her statements were funny because they were funny. Like, uh, I don't think they were funny. Especially I think that's the wrong how word. they were. Well, I, I guess that's the wrong word. Yeah. But how I saw them framed and edited together, uh, it was in a comedic way. And I understand that she was, you know, acting you know, while she was on trial, because I mean, I would act too. Like I'd be wanting to convey my message as much as I could. And I think that she was trying to do that, but it wasn't ringing true. I just, it, it, I think it's, and it's, I think it's not to cut you down, baby, but it, and it was funny, right? It was funny the way it was being put out there. And I think that was part of the sickening stuff that that was part of this disgustingness of, of this whole thing is that people were like cutting it together in a comedic way and making this a comedic thing. And like, this was a, they were both living in this like really traumatic relationship together. And I don't know why we're making jokes about that. Um, I come from a background that, you know, I had to put up with shit like this, like every day almost. And it's not funny to me. I don't think anybody making jokes about either of their testimonies, either of their evidence, whatever they have to say is funny. If you don't believe her, just don't believe her. Right. Um, I'm not here to defend either one of them. I just think that it's been disgusting to watch how everybody's kind of reacted to this. Now you have to think of the second and third order effects of the verdict of the trial and what that means for uh, people who are abused and speaking out on their abuse. I just think it was, it was, yeah, I don't know. I just, I I think that's just my point is that I just think it was disgusting. You know, I was, I I didn't, I did a Madonna episode with with Troy um, a couple days ago and uh, we were talking about the Sean Penn relationship. And so Madonna married Sean Penn. I'm going to explain this to you, but <laughs> Madonna married Sean Penn and he was very abusive to her and he like beat the shit out of her. And it's something that nobody ever really talks about anymore, but he was like very abusive to her. But she was, that was, at, you know, one of the peaks of her career. And she started getting a lot of hate at that time. That was the first time that she was really starting to get a whole bunch of hate and like the public really dragging her down um, because she was in this relationship and because she like, you know, made a movie called Shanghai Surprise that she was people. Everybody was like attacking her acting. And but there were reports about his rage and, you know, the abuse going on in their marriage and the arguments and all of that. And everybody still gave her more hate than him. And I think that's a really good example that she got as the woman in the relationship, the public was just so ready to tear her down instead of, and he was the, he was like beating the shit out of her. Right. I mean, Um, historically you do see that a lot. Like even like Brittany and Justin, like um, when you have to break up, it's for, for some reason, sometimes a lot of people see the, the guy as the innocent party and the woman as the more scandalous party. Um, in whatever breakup it is, but I, I think it's, I don't know, important to, to, because before this, when I, I first got back and, and they were still going through the trial and I was scrolling through social media, it was just like, um, funny click like nonstop, man, you know, like jokes, yeah. all that stuff. And now I scroll th- through social media and it's all about talking about what the implications of the verdict mean for so many other, you know, people who've experienced abuse. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's interesting to see people, ha- you know, f- having their funny mo- moment, it, using this as a form of entertainment and then seeing that there are serious consequences, you know. But that's the thing, that right, is this. like we are in an age where we're constantly reexamining 
everything that we've been that, that that's if we're talking about celebrity culture everything that was like in celebrity culture what 10 20 years ago like all of the britney spears stuff to be that perfect example um that's some stuff that we're like re-examining now and everybody's doing a think piece on it and stuff like that this will come back to bite everybody in the ass listen I and I and if you say anything that just isn't a hundred percent supporting Johnny Depp, the Johnny Depp heads come for you, and they'll say, um, "Well, so you're uh, you're supporting an abuser. You're going to support Amber, the abuser." They were both abusive. They were both abusive. I don't give a fuck about either one of them. They're he's going to be fine. He's going to get his work. He's going to go back play Jack Sparrow. There's already like talks of him doing. Um, I saw an article where there's he's like. Maybe there's a rumor that he's in talks to do uh, the, uh, the Beetlejuice film. And, you know, he, I feel like rightfully so, has gotten to take back some of his narrative that he's not this abusive asshole, you know, who just, like, was the only one abusive in this relationship and abusing her. And, like, she was some victim. She wasn't a victim. She's, she's a pretty bad woman, you know? Um, but this was, I think, I think the way the media and everybody else has like really latched onto this and treated it like a joke and treated it like something that is just not serious is is completely disgusting and um, i would just like to mention that she, yeah they everything that we're saying right now is allegedly she's allegedly she's out for a little bit she's of money a, now i don't want her to come sue me i don't got eight million dollars for you to pay him back she, she's allegedly <laughs> this johnny depp is allegedly that just yeah. so we're all on the same page there's going to get a little bit of lighter days there's a there's a show on disney that we'll just talk about it for a second there's a show on disney plus about um I think I told you a little bit on the phone because he he could call me like every night, um, and I'd talk to him for about ten minutes. Yeah. And there's a there's a a fantasy show like a fantasy adventure like Amazing Race kind of show on Disney Plus where uh, I think it's all teenagers right now. I don't think there's any adults, but yes. it's like Amazing Race meets. Uh, like a fantasy epic novel and they have challenges and like you go in and you're acting out like a fantasy story. I know. And uh, you pitched it to me like survivor, but for fantasy nerds and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And you then did I, not bullshit. Bullshit. Well, 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 because I'd already heard a little bit about it and I heard that there, who did you hear that from? Because the, the news had come out the day before I left. And I saw that they were ageist. So this isn't news. Let me just write this was, up. And I was like, this is such an excellent show, but it's ageist. And I thought of you immediately, and yes. if they come back with it, it, if they come back with it, Alistair Patton at 30 years old will be on this damn show. I'll get him on the show, okay? I'd rather do that than Survivor. Let me tell you, I, 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 I already do. Amazing Race. I think you'd <laughs> the, be, like, perfect Survivor for it. It yeah. would be so, I could, like, I just see you on that show, so. I see you on Survivor. Open it up a little bit. I'd like to do Survivor, I think. I, I think you'd be great. I think I want to do Survivor. You just need to figure out how you're going to wear your buff. I just I want to kind of like study the new seasons and what they're doing right now because they've they've done it a little they're bit different, a little yeah. Bit, yeah. And so you got to like reprepare, right? Because any survivor knows that you got to watch like all of the seasons to know what they're going to throw at you, you know. To um, try to predict what they're going to throw at you. I do want to do it though. I think yeah. I, I think I think I, you should. I do, and I want Arden to do it really bad too. Our friend Arden. I think we've talked about everything except for our topics. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on Coffee and Tequila, Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp says Will's sexuality is left up to the audience's interpretation, and folks have opinions. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now it's time to tell you all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode, Helix Sleep. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. We've had our Helix mattresses for almost two years now. Did you pass out when you first got here? In the Helix mattress and our Helix mattress. Oh, did you, I thought pa you said pass out. How long like did it out? take before you? I figured you were going to get home and like immediately pass out. And that was the intention. 
Uh, I was going to get home, you take a shower. A bit, right? Yeah, I was going to get home, take a shower, and then go to bed. Okay. And then I got here. Uh, we started unboxing the Wonder Woman. That's what we did. Okay. And then we stayed up, and then we started eating. <laughs> and I think we, we we decided to go watch a movie. Yeah. I don't even know what movie we went to watch. I don't remember. It was Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. We went to go see Downton Abbey. Um, when, when I got back, and it was nice. It was nice. I was tired, but it yeah. was nice. And when you hit that mattress, though, you did. He like as soon as he did pass out, he was he was out for like twenty four hours. It was like it was, it was a full day that you. Were I was out. dreaming of that mattress. Mm. It was like heaven to be able to lay down in it again. Knows that everybody is different, and everybody has their own unique needs, and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all-over sleeper. Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together, and we got the Midnight Mattress. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100-night sleep trial, so you get more than three months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, They'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. Well, if you or somebody you know is in the market for a new mattress and you think that Helix sounds right for you as it is for us, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila and you can get up to $200 off of your mattress and... Two free pillows. Bubby, oh my gosh, you're back to help me finish. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he's putting up two free pillows. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back and Netflix's uh, Noah Schnapp actor uh, who stars as Will... <laughs> Noah Snap. Noah Snap. He's an actor who plays Will on Stranger Things, the mega successful Netflix property. Um, and he's he's not in hot water. I, I don't want to say he's in hot water, but I think um, there's a lot of conversation going around now because he he did this Variety article, him and Millie Bobby Brown, who's also an actress on Stranger Things, um, talking about. Uh, Noah Schnapp's character, Will. And Will has always been a very queer-coded character. If you can go back from the beginning, you can see he's been queer-coded, right? We're yes. kind of re-watching right now, and there was even a scene in the episode we watched yesterday where I think Mike tells yeah, him... Mike tells Will, uh, you don't like girls. You don't even or, like girls yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you don't even like, like girls. The, the coding yeah. is there. The coding is there. So um, Noah Schnapp gave an interview to Variety and basically said, I feel like they never really address it or blatantly say how Will is. I think that's the beauty of it, that it's just kind of up to the audience's interpretation. If it's Will's kind of refusing to grow up and growing up slower than his friends, or if he really is gay. I find that people do reach to put a label on him and just want to know so badly, like, oh, and this is it. He's just confused and growing up, and that's what it is to be a kid. Will is kind of like a zebra in a field of horses. He kind of stands out. It's just nice to see that and have that shown on Stranger Things for fans to connect to and be able to relate to, because so many of our viewers are young kids who are at that stage in their life. Millie Bobby Brown also chimes in on this. Can I just say, it's 2022 and we don't have to label things. I think what's really nice about Will's character is that he's just a human being going through his own personal demons and issues. So many kids out there don't know, and that's okay. That's okay to not know. And that's okay to not label things. She also says, it's such an amazing role for Noah to play, and to be that role model for kids out there who don't know what they're going through growing up. So this has sparked a, a firestorm of discussion about yes. l labeling queer characters, um, whether that's something that is necessary here, whether that's something that is, it should be left up to the audience's interpretation. Like people are, the, the discussion is raging. Um, 
And I have an opinion. Okay, what's your opinion, baby? Uh, and I, I won't say that my opinion wasn't colored, because it was colored by a retweet from Annie Rose's Revenge okay. on uh, Twitter. It's time to have a real conversation about the freeness of depicting out queer women in mainstream media complete with dating and kissing on screen, while queer men are largely still relegated to subtext and the closet. So um, we have talked about so much gay representation on this yeah. show and how important it is to support representation. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And I think it's also good to have, you know, bad people who are, are represented, who are also, you know, queer. Yeah. And I think that uh, the first big gay movie that we had that came out was Love, Simon a while ago. And I really loved it. <laughs> the first big, the first gay movie everybody loved. Not the first Simon. gay movie, but the first, like, <laughs> it, 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 it was like, it was a big mainstream people were deal. It. it was a, a big deal of mainstream yeah, the, media. The, 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 they, were yeah. tr- they were trying to make it the, the big, you know, um, uh, kind of like rom-com or like comedy yeah. that, that was coming out. And I, I, I really enjoyed it, but I did see a lot of discussion um, uh, from the gay community that a lot of people just didn't feel represented by it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people felt that it uh, represented, it was more of a gay movie made for straight people than a gay movie made for them. I can see that, but also at the same time, this is a movie that gets referenced a lot in the queer community. So if there is opposition to it, I personally have not seen much of it okay. because it's it's one that people love. People love this movie. It is has turned into like a classic for people. Um, Which I, I think for me, I did see myself in it, but yeah. I think it's valid to say that a lot of people didn't oh, see absolutely, them, themselves absolutely, in it. Yeah. And another critique was, um, and I think this is fair, but also it, it's it's just you know the critique stems from the fact that we only have one movie. We only have half this out of it. Yeah. But the fact that it's a gay movie, but they didn't actually have anything gay in it until the end of the movie when the they didn't have any relationship gay stuff in love salmon until the end when Where they meet each other that, from? that that was a big criticism zachary that's like, the whole damn movie it, it, what are you talking about the there's damn, nothing no thing they're not even in the same like scenes together except for like, not knowing who they were love letters to him throughout the whole damn movie what are you talking about i'm talking about visual depiction of a relationship and we're not getting that. We were leading up to the big never been kissed moment at the end. Exactly, which I think for this movie is great, but I'm saying in general we didn't have as a whole a, love Simon discussion. In general, like, well, I need you to I am listening. Well, okay, yes. Well, yes. I, 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 I just I just need you to look at it as from a macro perspective, not a micro perspective. Okay. Cuz a macro pers- pers- perspective it makes sense on a micro perspective. I'm sorry, but we don't have very many gay movies. Yeah. So they represent a lot of movies. If we had if this was another straight movie, it'd be fine, but uh, not depicting a gay relationship is is also a, a big thing. Uh, but, you know, th- th- that's a narrative, and I think that that was okay. Uh, but then Love, Simon, uh, Love, Victor came out, and I think that was meant to kind of correct, correct a lot of okay. the stuff. But I think that there's such a hesitation in media to depict young men in... Um, relationships with other young men. The biggest failure for me for Love, Simon, I mean, for Love, Victor, is that it took so long to get to the point. It was like it was testing the water well, that's the entire why, first season to see if they could actually do this. Well, that's what it felt like. If that's what you're saying, the first film kind of felt like. Um, is that what you're equating that to? Is like the first film would be like the first season of Love, Victor then? I'm, I'm talking about actually like how visual long depiction like, okay, okay. of... 
gay male relationship. I just dropped out of Love, Victor, like, pretty early because of that first season. I think that first season didn't really strike for me. I know the second season was a lot better, but I just... I, I have to I have to warm back up to it, you know, and I yeah. don't have any harsh feelings towards it. It just like kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, it's something that I, I do want to revisit, especially because like Love Victor is going to be ending pretty soon, right? Yes. Um, yeah, but uh, there's uh, there's a lot of so there's a lot of let's go through some of the responses, okay? Cowards, queers deserve authentic, unafraid, clear representation. Anything less than you don't get to appeal to queers with hints of representation if you squint, while also appealing to bigots because nothing is actually stated on screen. Fuck that. I feel like this would be a non-issue if they were doing literally anything with this character this season other than dropping gay hints. I'm all for show don't tell, but it's kind of stupid to build up that character trait with no payoff. Why make Will so needlessly pitiful? Why does it matter? Representation matters. Cool. Let it happen naturally. We don't need to discuss it. I'm not entirely through the first half of season four yet, but I think the actor has done a fantastic job at playing unspoken thoughts. Curious as to whether the average straight bloke has picked up on the subtle body language and what it signals. I also think that it's fantastic queer representation. Not everyone has the luxury or confidence to be open about their sexuality. Many people go through years of figuring themselves out. They clearly contrasted this with Robin, who has a much more overt representation. Why do people care about character sexuality so much? It's a boring character trait that doesn't add anything of substance. I, I I agree we shouldn't need to label things, but I do think that we need to depict healthy queer relationships and or queer relationships. Is, I was always the type of person who was like, I just don't want to label anything. I don't want anything labeled, right? And in a way, I'm not saying that's, that's a, a fear tactic, but in a way, you know, it is kind of like keeping it at arm's length. And sometimes things do need to be labeled just because the the... We haven't reached a point of normalization. I think, one, we need to remember that, okay, so Noah Schnapp is, is 17 years old. He'll be 18 at the end of this year. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown just turned 18. So remember that these people are really young and remember like which generation they are coming from. Um, I think it's important to kind of put the context into sort of the ge the generation that is is talking about this right now. Like, okay. The, the generation they're a part of. Um is they're kind of split down the middle a little bit. The, on one hand, everybody is like freely throwing labels on everything, right? Like everybody wants a label and they, they are like actively championing that labels are not bad. It's okay. You can say gay, <laughs> you're, right? You're like, they're well, like, hold this on. is what I am. Yes. You know? um, and then on the other hand, you have like people like this who are more, well, we shouldn't label everything. We don't have to label everything. And that is because this generation is a little bit more fluid with just about everything, right? Yeah. Like we're seeing a lot more fluidity with with this younger generation that I think is really admirable. Um, but then at the same time, they're not really understanding the need and the and the and the they're not really understanding the people who had to fight for the label, right? And that that, that this was a, this was a long uphill battle. And so just like jumping into it with like fluidity and saying, well, no labels needed. You know, we don't really need a label for this. We don't need a label for that. Yeah, this character is obviously queer coded. Um, and it's been for four seasons now, but we're not going to put a label on it. We're just going to leave it up to audiences' interpretation. That that is dismissing a little bit of that that uphill fight for yeah. the, 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 well, the ability to just say yes, this character's gay in this show. You know, and I think it, it's uh, for a lot of people, especially queer people, it almost cheapens it for that because yeah. we've seen so many p characters that are queer coded, not because you know they have an intention of making the character come out as queer, yeah, but in a way where 
Um, straight audiences are probably not going to recognize it. Gay audiences are going to recognize it. They're going to get gay money. Well, I saw for that. I saw straight people saying, "Oh, yeah. everybody's saying that like Will's been queer coded in uh, this whole time," but I didn't see it. Exactly, yeah, that's entirely it, there. It, 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 it's not yeah. committing to it. It's so what we're seeing a lot in this newer season, especially, is that um, he there's a lot of hints to it, right? He he. At one point, there's a scene where Will is giving, and some spoilers, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a scene where he's got to do like a, a class presentation on on one of his heroes, right? And he does Alan Turing, and who is, you know. Who is chemically in, castrated in, in, in for. A, a part of gay history. Yes. Is, and a big part of gay history. So obviously the quoting is there, right? Um, just because he's not saying it, we see it, we recognize it. There's another one, another scene where a girl like moves her foot a little bit closer to his, and he moves his foot away from hers. And that's an obvious message there. So some people are saying, well, that should be enough, right? That's your, that's enough. That's well, here's why I don't think personally it, that is enough, right? Because we can't just like give these little things and say, well, then, you know, there you go. You can't complain. There's your representation, right? Because we're not giving him a relationship like everybody else gets to, you know, all of the boys are like into the girls and you know, they're, they're love, love relationships going on. And, um, and it's always the queer character that doesn't get those things, and we have to just like assume they're queer or they yeah. get to be the queer comedic relief. Um, if they're if they're outwardly queer, they have to be the queer comedic relief, right? That we can like immediately like know or, that they're gay. They're making or never gay jokes. They're having to like snap and say funny one liners and and things like that. But we don't ever see that character in a relationship. Yeah, we don't ever see that character doing. Everything else that all the straight characters are doing, right? You're either the comedic relief, you're some a side character who's there to support your straight characters. You feel left or, out. It and it does feel left out, right? So like this character is clearly being queer quoted. Um, I think that goes a little bit beyond just the audience's interpretation. I think that's something that they, the filmmakers, are actively doing to get this message across. They're actively They're putting running. that messaging out. Yeah. Yes, um, I do think that we need to take a step back when going so hard on Noah Schnapp and Millie Bobby Brown because I think they, they are young and they imagine at 18, what, what were your opinions at 18? What were your thoughts and feelings? I had horrible <laughs> opinions. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> Never mind. I just had horrible opinions and I still have horrible opinions. Now you're just every it's live is an ever learning game, you know, and they give them a little bit of room to kind of read what you guys are saying, offer constructive criticism, you know, like let, cause they're on social media, they're teenagers, you know, they're reading yes. all of this, let them kind of understand it and come to an understanding, but don't, don't bully. So don't be, don't be shitty. Don't be mean. Don't be explain it. Right. So, so I will say I have seen most of this stuff, uh, cr not so much critiquing stranger things specifically. Yeah. I mean, yes, bouncing off of this whole stranger things dialogue uh but uh, criticizing the uh just the representation yeah. of male gay relationships uh in general in media but i will say because in the uh actual sorry in the actual article the showrunners do talk about the fact that there are two more episodes left that are coming out on july 1st and that we will find out who will likes who will likes? Yes. Yeah, but and that, is that, not could, 11. that could be left up to so oh, we want to do audience's interpretation here. Um, that could be so many different things. That could be like him writing a, a name at the bottom of a piece of paper, and then we're supposed to be like, there's your representation, guys. There you go. You know? Um, yeah. Well, hopefully not. It's just, it's, you know, be optimistic, but also like, it's, it, you know, no snap and Millie Bobby Brown are not 
getting these ideas from, you know, they're not pulling them out of nowhere. The showrunners are telling them these things. Like, let's leave Will's sexuality up to interpretation, right, Noah? Um, they're saying things like that to them. I have, I, I, I would put money on that. I, I just can't believe this Variety article after the whole Millie Bobby Brown, you know, running over gays oh thing, God. and then putting her in this article again. When I see a gay on the floor, <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> I have this one that said, uh, because straight people hate thinking about anal and hate being told that they hate thinking about it even more. It is my slightly reductive idea. And then someone else is like, I don't think that's reductive at all. Irish drag queen uh, Panty gave a speech once. People see gay men and they as walking acts of buggery. They don't want to be confronted with, mm-hmm. you know, that. Did you anal say sex. anal? Uh, yeah, I just felt. Was that were you trying see, to see, like see, censor see, it or even me? I'm trying that's to censor your internalized it. homophobia. <laughs> it could be. It really could be. Somebody said, "Happy audiences interpretation month." <laughs> <laughs> Noah, honey. I love you and you are so talented, but you are also so young and you don't understand a single thing about how gay people have spent over a century of film and TV being hinted at and up to the audience's interpretation and how harmful it is when that tradition is upheld. I think that's a kind of a good way to say it, right? Like you're... Like it's okay. You're not attacking attacking Noah. You're putting your, your point out there. I think that was actually a really... A really good one. If you kind of go through the the quote tweets of that discussing film tweet, um, I think you just see a bunch of people who are really just uh, expressing their disdain for. I think it having to be put out in this way, right? Because I don't think it even needed to be like this is something we already know. We're already probably discussing with our friends. It's like, well, here's more, you know, up to the audience's interpretation thing. But then when it's put out there explicitly like this, and somebody has to come out and say. It's up. It's got to be up to the audience interpretation, and that's beautiful, right? That's the way it should be done. I think that's what got everybody riled up is that it was put out there like that. And it's like just don't even say that. Just don't even. Well, it, it, it's interesting because uh, a lot of people are like, "Hey, you don't have to like actually mention their sexuality." Yeah. But if you mention their sexuality, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you mentioned the sexuality." Or what will also happen with other creators is they will label. Um, their characters as gay after the fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was gay. <laughs> Where was that anywhere? Where was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely a conversation that is, is worth having. It's, it's, I'm glad it's, it's, having, you know, it's happening because I, I'm reading so many good points, and I think I'm just on the point. I'm, I'm, that tweet that I really complimented, right, I think that's kind of where I'm at is that this has been an uphill battle for so many people for so long, for like over a century of film and TV, like that tweet said. Um, and it's, you know, I understand the actor's young and that's what yeah. I want to remember, right? Without attacking, without, you know, just, just tell them, Hey, this is why it's kind of important to, especially with the co- character that's been queer coded for so many seasons. It, it feels like it does feel like queer baiting when we just keep going on and on and on but like getting no sort of like payoff, right? Because a, a straight character, you, if there was any hints at like a straight character liking another straight character, right? Like that pays off at a certain point because the characters either get together or they have a conversation about it or they like, you know, go on a little date or something like that. And we're not getting that with, with Will, you know, Will's just kind of being left as the queer coded, we have to like read the signs kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and people want a little bit more, you know? Gay people want a little bit more of that. Well, I, and I think that it's also important to state, and I think that yeah. a lot of uh, straight people, especially um, straight, you know, heteronormative cis uh, 
people, white people, yeah. um, don't understand how all that woke speech. <laughs> I, I, I just all those woke it. terms. Um, there you go. He was reading off don't of this understand, on his notes app, probably. Don't understand how uh, representation is for marginalized sexualities, identities, mm-hmm. and even even other races, where you don't have as much representation, and because you don't have as much representation, the representation you do have matters more. It does matter more. It does. It does. Um, so. So there's not not to say like any any opinion any viewpoint is right or wrong. I mean, obviously, if it's a bigoted opinion, then that's wrong. But um, I think it's just we also have to remember the the generation, right? The generational stuff. Um, and then I hope that you know some of the younger audiences will remember that you know we don't. Not everybody has had the the luxury of being so fluid, right? And so labels do mean things to certain you know to some people and that has to be respected as well um yeah i think we're kind of running out of time a little bit here i just wanted to like show off that this came in the mail for me today i thought it was a book for alistair and i left it on the counter all day for him and you opened it and it's my fucking madman dvd box and i'm so excited to watch it because i've been waiting on his ass to finish the series yeah, we've been waiting a while. And he's not done it, and now it's off streaming completely. And so I, I got the box set. Don Draper's just a <laughs> He's a horrible asshole. person, but I love Megan. Zuby, zuby, I know, but she gets killed off. I, I just made that there up. There were a lot of fan theories <laughs> that she was going to be taken by the, the Manson family. She was going to be a victim of the Manson family. Really? Yeah, I thought that would have been... It would have appealed to my true crime heart, but I like, don't uh, yeah, like it's, it's, that. I don't like that. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad. Just the way it was dealt with in uh, what was it? What was it? Hollywood? Oh gosh, the, the crazy stuff like that. Oh, uh, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood. I didn't. I okay. We're not even talking about that. Yeah, well, but you can't but, even get into that. But <laughs> I, I will say before we leave, and I'm trying to fix this. We have we we you have less than a minute. Okay, I, I just want to say there's two gay movies coming out today. Mm. Um, a Benediction. Yeah. That's coming out, uh, opens the U.S. theaters on June 3rd. And uh, Pride, sorry, not Pride. Why did I just Fire say Pride? Fire Island. Fire Island that comes out on Disney Plus in the U.K. and on Hulu and the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I got, guys. <laughs> we will uh, we'll probably check those out, and we'll probably cover them at some point. I do have a question for everybody. It's like, do you want a... We want to return to, like, doing more, like, one episode being a newsy episode where we kind of talk about current events and, like, pop culture stuff and, and things we've watched. And, you know, Heartstopper is one that everybody wants us to cover, so we'll Fit probably everything get that. Would you rather that on, like, a Friday late show, or is that a morning... Monday morning show type of topic. Do you want to listen to that, like going to work, or do you want that, like in the evening? I don't know. And then, which episode do you want to be the, the like episode where we we talk about a story? I think we're doing Bob Paris next. Um, well, I guess I guess we have reached the end here. So so long, farewell, farewell to you, you my friend. You. <laughs> Goodbye no. for now. Until we meet again, I said so long. <laughs> are we? Are, did we lose our spark? Did we lose our connection? I don't these know. Two, something these few weeks that here. you were gone, it's just we're out of sync. We'll get back to it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for oh, watching. Remember to uh, like, follow, uh, and subscribe to us. We're on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, YouTube visually and if you've enjoyed this make sure to share the the episode give us a five star rating on Apple Spotify yes, all that, of it you know that, all, all the all things it. really helps us out and uh yeah that's that's it adios you got anything else you want to say to listeners hmm. 
and I'm glad to be back. So, ah, there you go. Thank you for all the well wishes.